So, the big question is this. How do regular golfers like us, who have jobs, families and very little spare time, how do we improve our golf and lower our handicaps? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name's Paul Gray. Welcome to Golfing Secrets. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about New Year's golf resolutions and also the top four things that can help every golfer shoot lower scores this year. Welcome to what is actually episode three of um, Golfing Secrets. Um, can't, can't believe actually down to the third episode already. Um, crikey, time does, uh, does fly. Um, anyhow, so welcome to uh, episode three um, and um, thanks for uh, listening. So it's that time of year. Uh, it's New Year's resolution time. Uh, I don't know about everybody else, but um, I'm certainly not one for making New Year's resolutions, or at least I haven't done for the last um, for the last few years. Um, I was uh, reading an article as, as part of the research for this uh, episode, and uh, it was an article on the uh, London School of Economics. It was an article actually last year. And um, according to, to that article, um, 14th of January uh, or the 14th or the middle of January um, in any new year is, is deemed to be Quitter's Day. Uh, now, that's, that's the day that, that most people tend to sort of give up on their, on their um, New Year's resolutions, um, which when you think about it, isn't actually, it's not very far into the year really, it's literally two weeks but I suppose what it does show is is that you know the first the first week usually is fairly fairly straightforward when you're doing a, a New Year's resolution you've got that impetus everybody else is doing it and um, and so you've got got that motivation I suppose to to continue with your resolutions um, after that it then starts to get a bit harder and um, so I suppose the question really is are you somebody have you stopped your resolutions this year now. Resolutions are, uh, you know, certainly if you're making resolutions at the start of the year, say in January, then it's a bit of a social thing, really. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that gets put out there on on the social networks about resolutions, and you know, we all talk about them. The news reports on them. You know, they they always ask guests and and, and viewers, you know, what their resolutions are for the year and. And uh, and there's there's a lot of debate around around New Year's resolutions, but you know for most people that they do tend to they do tend to um, you know stop their New Year's resolutions fairly early on in the year, as I say, midway into January. Now the last few years, um, my my sort of view is 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 that the easiest way to not quit a resolution is is really to not start. A resolution at the beginning of the year. Um, I tend to think of them more like goals for the year, um, and certainly the last three or four years, I've I've not actually started a New Year's resolution at the beginning of the year. Now, the years where I've had the most success um, has been when it comes to improving things, in, in particular in my golf. I, I've started doing things either a little bit before Christmas. Or um, I've started, you know, one or two months into the new year. This, I think, is because it's so easy to get caught up in the, the New Year's resolution hype, I suppose. 
and with a lot of all the promotions and things that that get pushed pushed on everybody's faces you know on your emails you get notifications about you know special offers and things like this that you know really just hype everything up and i think that it's it's so high that that people tend to set themselves unrealistic goals now i don't know if anybody listening has, has heard of of the um the acronym smart now it's um it comes from a business perspective and actually stands for specific measurable achievable realistic and timely and it was it's a way of of businesses you know setting goals and making them you know ultimately achievable is, is what, what it's about um and the article that i was reading from the london stock exchange really talked about the fact that there's three types of resolutions the first type is what they call the, the high intensity the short period uh, or um an example I could give, I suppose, from a, from a golfing perspective for myself would be, you know, back in, would have been the summer of 2018, uh, I wanted to sort of just, just improve my swing. I was going, we were going away on holiday and um, we had a two-week holiday and I wanted to do something that was going to help my golf during that time. You know, I, I was obviously going to have some spare time and, and uh, time to actually sort of focus on doing something. So... Um, I took a thing that I refer to, or, or our group actually referred to, as the wanger. Um, another name for it is um, there's uh, there's one by the training company called Skills, and it's called the Gold Flex, Gold Flex Trainer. Um, it's basically a flexible um, flexible um, training aid with a big yellow sort of ball on the end of it, a weighted ball on the end of it that you swing and, and, and ultimately it's designed to increase your swing speed um, and also improve the, the rhythm in your golf swing. Now, we were on holiday and we took that, uh, I took that away and used it every single day, at least once a day, sometimes twice a day. Um, all, me, uh, uh, all the friends that we went on holiday with always referred to it as the wanger and that Paul was having a wang and... Um, and that was sort of the the running joke through through the holiday, um, but it was a short period of time. It was a two week period, and I did it as I say every day, um, sometimes twice a day um, during that period. And when we came back from holiday, and I was sort of back out on the golf course, you know, my my swing speed had definitely increased, and also just the rhythm in my swing had, and 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 that was purely a a short term, you know, a short period of of intensive sort of training I suppose I say intensive training it was literally you know five or ten minutes a day swinging swinging the wanger and um, and uh, so that's really just an example from a golfing perspective of a of a, um, a high intensity short period of goal and a lot of um, resolutions that are done over the sort of the new year period um, you know could be deemed to be sort of short-term, uh, short-term goals. Other examples of, you know, short-term, high-intensity high goals, you know, could be things like, I don't know, clearing out your wardrobe, um, painting your bathroom, um, you know, doing that sort of thing, or in, in, in improving how much, or, or you know, reducing your spend over in January so you can pay for your credit card bills or whatever it is. Um, 
it, 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 it they, they tend to be very short term, high intensity things that you know you can achieve, um, and that's why also a lot of people tend to sort of think of quitting their resolutions come middle of January because the things that they set themselves to do tend to be very short term, very quick, easy things to do, um, and so you know come mid January you, you're sort of done and dusted, and that's it. You're back into your normal sort of year. Um, so that's the first sort, and as I say, the wanger or the <laughs> the the swing speed slash improving rhythm of my golf swing was could be classed as a high intensity sort of short period um, resolution. The second type of resolution is is what I call goal based. So you know this could be something like running a 10k you know eating health eating healthier losing weight you know a lot of the sort of sort of resolutions that you would typically get um in in january um they're, they're typically longer term goals um but they do require a lot more consistency and and that's partly why it, it can be very difficult for anybody who's you know setting goals in January to to keep at them and do them for the longer term which which these type of goals typically are based um so if if you actually start later in the year in actual fact it can probably help you so you can, you can get more support from your friends and family because you know they've already been through the the uh, the, the process I suppose of of setting goals in January and and, and and quitting them halfway through you know they've already sort of been through that they're not focusing on their own goals at that particular time later in the year so if you decided to maybe set yourself some goals from the beginning of feb or even the beginning of march then you're likely to stand a much better chance of achieving those goals and also if you are setting more goal-based goals they, they do tend to be a bit bigger um a little bit more say longer term and do require you to do them more consistently for a for a longer period of time. So so one way of helping you to do that would be to set the goals that you um, have done, break it down into smaller steps, you know, smaller things to help you achieve the larger goal. So as an example, if you were aiming to run a 10K, rather than run a 10K, why not just start and say, right, I'm going to run 1K. Do that, get that achieved and, and aim to do that. And then gradually build it up then set yourself a goal to run 2k the next week 3k the next week and, and do it that way and that's actually the premise for the couch to 5k uh, that most people will have heard of it the idea is is that you gradually build yourself up getting little wins along the way and gradually increasing and improving what you're doing in order that you can ch- achieve the bigger goal at the end of the day and it just it just gives you a much more a more committed way of, of, of following you know those steps to, to achieve the goal that you want to, to give you an example of that, if you take for example something like i don't know so if i take last year so at the start of last year at the beginning of march um i set myself a goal to lower my handicap from nine down to two now i know that's quite a heady goal and is is you know a big thing and, and a great thing to achieve if I'm able to do it. Now, I knew that that was going to take some commitment and consistency. So rather than just thinking about it as one whole piece, I, I broke it down into to smaller goals to ultimately help me achieve the bigger goal. You know, one of the first things that I did was I looked at 
you know, I looked at my putting and just looked at what parts of my putting I could improve based on on my my stats and my numbers. Um, and that has ultimately meant that whilst I haven't achieved getting down to two yet, I'm now down to four. I've got a long way down the route to that goal. And if you'd said at the start of last year that I'd be going down from nine and playing off four, then to be honest, I would have would have taken that. Now I've actually still got just over a month. I've got about six weeks left now um, in order to achieve that goal. So whether or not I can I can actually drop another couple of shots off my handicap between now and the end of February, I don't know. But I'm certainly going to give it a, give it a go, and I've got I've got an approach that I'm taking to do that, and and things that I'm working on to actually you know try to to achieve that goal. Now, if I can, I'll be shouting from the top of the houses uh, about it because you know I've I've followed a a fairly simple approach to doing what I've done, and hopefully others over the coming weeks and months will be able to take something from what I've done. And um, and apply that to their own um, approach for for reducing their own handicaps and, and ultimately playing better golf. So so that's talking more about the goal based sort of goals and and a lot of a lot of um, golfing resolutions or, or goals that you set yourself are typically going to be that sort of a resolution a goal based resolution. So you know if it's putting you know reducing the average number of putts you take from i don't know 35 down to 40 or down to 30 rather um or 40 down to 35 whatever whatever it is for you individually then um they're typically going to be more goal based and you can break down how you're putting and the th- areas of your putting that you need to improve in order to do that so you can break that bigger goal down into smaller chunks that are more achievable and and that can certainly help you to um, improve your improve your golf and, and and ultimately as we all want to do is is lower our handicaps. So that's the second type of resolution. Now the last one is one that you know a lot of people do throughout the year, you know, and that's what we call quitting based resolutions. And things like you know typical examples would be quit smoking, quit sugar. Quick alcohol, quick gambling, and all of these things. Now, these types of resolutions all have different benefits to them. So, you know, things such as, you know, if you're if you're quitting smoking, apart from the you, you're getting better health, but equally you're also saving yourselves money. Um, you know, if you're, you know, not drinking as much, if you're if you're quitting alcohol, you know, there's the big thing about having dry January. You know, two weeks into dry January, most people have moved on to dry martini instead of uh, continuing to, to, to quit the alcohol. But, but you know, they're all quitting-based resolutions and they all have benefits. You know, if you are quitting alcohol, then, you know, clearly that's going to lead to, to better health, which ultimately also can relieve, can could also result in, you know, better relationships, ultimately. Um, so that's the third type of resolution. So we've got, you know, the short, high-intensity resolutions you know example for for golf was was my thing with the with the wanger um improving my 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 swing speed and and um rhythm over a short period of time the second type is goal based you know from a goal based perspective you could have set yourself a goal to reduce your 
um, reduce the average number of putts you, you make uh, during a round. Or it could be, as, as I did, you know, set, set a goal for my handicap, you know, going from nine down to two. So that's a goal-based one. And then the quitting-based ones, you know, typically um, golf isn't really so much about quitting-based resolutions, really. They do tend to sit more with the goal-based and the, the high-intensity short period type of goals uh, or resolutions. Um, so, you know, but, but ultimately, you know, if you're looking to, you know, quit sugar uh, or quit smoking, yeah, ultimately those things could ultimately have an impact on how you play golf and, and and improving your golf you know if you're in better health then obviously that can that can uh, can help of course the other side of it is if you are quitting smoking you're going to be saving yourself some money on smoking which could be spent on um, golfing products uh, which <laughs> would be probably my uh, my route to go but um or, or, or getting those lessons that we talked about uh, in the previous episodes so um so yeah so, so that's a bit around resolutions and how perhaps you know if we can start to think about you know don't set them necessarily right at the start of the year have a have some time let everybody else go through their period of of, of making their resolutions and then quitting them and then you have your go and um, you you know set some some good resolutions for yourself for your golf for the rest of the year Okay, so now, so now I'm going to move on and 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 cover off what what I consider are the the top four things that can help every golfer shoot lower scores, and ultimately reduce your handicaps. Um, <clears throat> plus, actually, how you can achieve them. Um, so I suppose this follows on from the resolution side of things, really, um, and, and it just puts some meat on those those resolution bones, I suppose. Um, I'm going to go through. Some of the things I've done over the past few years that have really helped me to reduce my handicap, um, certainly over the last few years, and and they fall into sort of there's four areas really that have that have um, particularly helped my game. Um, I alluded to to one or two of them uh, in in the previous part of the podcast. Um, so the four things really that I've sort of tended to to focus on have been uh, my putting. Um, changing my swing, flexibility, and then short game. Now, those those four areas are things that have really I've, I've focused on at different times throughout the last few years. Um, you know, originally I had a handicap, an official handicap of, of about fourteen, um, which went up to start with, and then and then gradually started to come back down, but. When I addressed one of those four areas, that ultimately helped me to reduce my handicap. Um, there are some of them more than others, um, but they've all helped to reduce my handicap where I focused on those particular areas. So over the coming few episodes um, of the podcast, I'm going to be covering these off in a little bit more detail to, to help you um, achieve your own goals. Um, and, and it's important to note that although... You know, they're the four things that I've particularly focused on um, over the last few years, really, in terms of lowering my handicap. Um, it, it's it's different for everybody. We we said in the in the very first episode of the podcast, I talked a lot about um, your stats and knowing your stats and how you know the easiest way to to lower your handicap is to actually know your stats and understand where your weak areas are for your game. 
not just the latest fad that's um, that's going around on the, on the internet. So um, it, everybody will have a different approach because you know they'll have different things that that they need to improve in their game, uh, and they're not necessarily be the same as as for me. But I do believe that you know the four things I've got here, uh, and I've mentioned you know a few minutes ago really are four key areas that can help anybody and in particular um i think if if you're a little bit more senior if you're a more senior golfer i think they really can help you considerably so i'm going to go through each of those in in, in a very brief way and, and i'll also align them to you know the setting of goals as well so the first one is um swing change now i i call this one swing change because at the time, this was back in 20, I think it was 2019, the start of 2019. I um, I was really, I suppose, getting on a little bit, getting a little bit older. I was sort of getting towards my sort of late 40s and, and um, I, I felt that my, my I needed to increase my swing speed and improve my driving. That was, that was ultimately the goal that I'd sort of set myself. And this particular one, as I mentioned before, could be deemed to be a very high intensity and short, short time period sort of um, resolution, really, or, or goal. And I needed to improve my swing speed and my rhythm. And and we were going away on holiday, and I I just wanted something to do over that period of of you know being away for two weeks. I could just focus on do something that was going to be golf related and would help me sort of when I got back to uh, to playing, and so um, I I purchased uh, the thing called the, the it was the Skills Gold Flex was the uh, was the name of the the training aid I've still got it and still use it to this day actually, and um, it just really helps to to it helps you with your swing your your lag in your swing and it just helps your rhythm overall um i'll probably do a bit more of a review um i'll probably do a video review of that um at some point but um you know for the purposes of this if you search for sklz on the, on the internet you'll get to the skills website look under golf and then search for golf flex swing trainer and you'll you'll find the right um, the right um, implement but brilliant piece of kit I've had a couple of them actually since then. Um, really good piece of kit. Um, there are other versions available, um, and uh, a, a great piece of kit to help you with your, your swing. So I I used that one. Did it for two weeks, literally five to ten minutes a day, um, and it just definitely increased my swing speed. There was no doubt about it. I was hitting the ball a lot further, and. And actually, I think at that time, that year, that actually led me to one of my first um, Gold Leaf events, Gold Leaf wins, actually, at the golf club. In fact, I think it was. And, you know, I'm not saying it's 100% down to that, but it certainly would have helped. And um, so so swing change was one of the ones. Now, for everybody else, your, your swing change for you may mean something different. It may may mean that you want to get a lesson and, and change your swing because you struggle, you know, slicing the ball or hooking the ball or whatever it is, then that might be the swing change for yourself. But it's important to just focus on one thing, not several different things, um, would be certainly my, my advice. 
the second goal or or resolution, depending on when you're when you're doing this and setting your goals, is putting. So, you know, setting goals for your putting. <clears throat> for, for me, this was definitely in sort of uh, 2019. You know, my my average putts were were 34. It was either 34 or 35 at the time, and I, and I'd set myself a goal to get down to 31, which is what it should have been for my for my handicap. Um, in fact, I think it was 32 at the time uh, for my handicap. And so so I set myself a goal going from 34, 35 down to 31, 32. That was sort of my, my sort of very loosely based goal at the time. And and, and this one was was very much a goal-based resolution or a goal-based um, uh, goal because it, it required a lot more consistency. I needed to work on a few different areas in my game. Um, so, so my sort of plan of attack for that particular resolution when when I did it was that I broke down that sort of goal into some small, smaller, more achievable things. So, one of those areas was to stop three putts because at the time, I um, I was definitely three putting way too many times, um, and and so one of the goals was to avoid three putts and, and try to try to improve on that side of things a lot of that came down to distance control um you know my first putt typically i'd either leave them very short or go very long very short was the 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 the, the main one but um so i needed to work on my distance control um and a recommendation for everybody actually uh, on on that point is a, is a book by a guy called Dr. Bob Rotella, who's a he's like a doctor slash psychiatrist for a lot of the uh, top PGA pros. He uh, wrote a book called Putting Out of Your Mind, and absolutely highly recommend it. Um, you can get it on audio as well, and um, great book uh, can really help your your putting all round actually. Um, so definitely worth a shout. Um, and there were certainly things in that book. That helped me to to lower the my average putts made, um, and in fact, uh, my actual numbers went from I went down from thirty four down to thirty one. Um, um, it was thirty one point something, I think, uh, in twenty twenty. So, uh, and and actually, the, the the average probably went down a bit quicker than 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 the year. It's actually fairly early on. I, I managed to to reduce the average um, putts. So, um, so as I say, you know, putting is a more it's a more goal based one. But for others, it could be very different. It could be, you know, you don't need to stop three putts. You need to you want to work on just making sure that you're not going 10 foot past the hole every time or improving your green reading, um, in, improving, um, you know, your stroke, making sure you're starting the ball online, whatever it is, break down that, that goal for putting into to smaller pieces that you can achieve a lot easier. And the more you achieve those things, then the easier it is to to ultimately reach the the main or the big goal, as it were. Uh, the third thing is flexibility. Uh, this is a big one for me, especially as as I was sort of getting older. And this was more for me around sort of twenty twenty was a was a real big focus. I actually set myself a goal to improve my flexibility. Um, I say improve my flexibility, but actually I wanted to increase the distance I drove the ball. 
Um, and I set myself a goal that I wanted to do that. Uh, I wanted to, to drive the ball further. I felt that I could do. And I, I actually set myself a goal of, of trying to improve my flexibility uh, and, and a little, little bit of my strength. And I set that goal actually in November of 2019 before, before I actually started sort of work on it, working on it. Um, and that was very much about consistency um, it was very much a, it was a goal-based, um, say, resolution. I don't know if you call it a resolution because it's before the start of Christmas, um, but you know, it, it was a, it was very much a goal-based um, uh, uh, goal that I'd set myself, and uh, that that was something that I had a, a massive amount of success with uh, in that following year. You know, my my numbers went from uh, an average of sort of two three four to an average of two six four. Um, so I'd, I'd added you know over thirty yards, in fact, uh, to my to the distance I drove the ball, which was the ultimate goal. Um, but in order to achieve that ultimate goal, I, that was broken down into improving my flexibility, improving my um, strength, and ultimately making one or two tweaks to me swing. So that's that's how that goal was achieved. And, and the last one is short game. Now, for anybody, no matter who you are, uh, no matter what handicap you play off, improving your short game, in other words, making more up and downs, can can help you shoot lower scores and, and ultimately reduce your handicap. Um, as part of, of doing that, I, I actually created my own sort of yardage chart that where I've recorded yardages for my for my wedges in particular, um, and that was an area that I really, you know, really did help. Um, in fact, doing what I did as part of my focus on the short game that particular year um, actually meant that I went from double digit handicap into single digits. Um, and that was the first time I went into single digits, um, and that was by focusing on my short game. And absolutely anybody, no matter what handicap you are, if you can make more up and downs and improve your short game, and by short game I'm talking you know under fifty yards, then you can shoot better scores. There's there's no getting away from it. And um, <clears throat> and I think that's probably where. I, I'll end. I'll end the episode on on that particular one. So the takeaways really from from this episode are number one: set yourself goals based on your own performance. You know, as we talked about in episode one, you know, know your stats, understand your game that little bit better. Use the stats tracker that uh, that you can get by going to um, to the uh, to the website in episode one, and you know, download that understand your stats, know where your weak areas are and set yourself goals based on your own performance, not just the latest fad. Secondly, break those goals down, in particular the longer term goals, break them down into smaller, more achievable goals. So, you know, if it's, you know, lowering your, your putt, the number of putts you, you make in a, in a round or you take in a round, break it down into maybe stopping three putts or... Stopping three putts or improving your stroke or starting the ball online or reading the green better. Break it down into those smaller pieces and work on one of those at a time to achieve that part of that goal. And ultimately that will lead to you 
achieving the big goal, which would be, you know, reducing the number of putts you, you take. Um, or whatever your, your weakness is, you know. If it's hitting greens in regulation, you know, find out why you're hitting you're not hitting greens in regulation. You know, is it are you leaving them short? In which case, if you're leaving them short, maybe you need to look at your yardages. If you're always hitting it left or hitting it right, then and missing the green, then is it because of your swing? Yeah, you know, work out what it is that's causing you the problems because you're and, and use your stats to do that. The third thing is be consistent with your goals. You know, the first one to two weeks are the easier weeks. If you can make it to weeks three and four, you stand a much better chance of achieving your goal. There's there's no doubt about it. I'm sure there's there's reports and stats and articles on that. But ultimately, you know, as we said right at the start of this episode, you know, the, the quitter's day is, is usually the middle of January. So if you can make it past quitter's day and get to the end of that first month, then you'll stand a much better chance of achieving your goal. So be consistent with your goals and, and try to get through those first one to two weeks. And above all, enjoy the process. Get get your friends and family involved. You know, let them know what you're doing and trying to achieve. They will support you and they'll probably take the piss if they're if they're really good friends. They'll 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 take the piss and, and have a go and but but have fun with it, you know. Um and 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 that's the reason why you should set them perhaps later in the year. If other people are focused on their own goals, then they'll you, they'll probably give you less support uh, with yours. But if you set your goals, you know, later on the year, maybe at the start of February or even the end of February, then by that time, a lot of people will have will have forgotten all about their resolutions and their goals, and and um, and and will be there to support you with yours. So have some fun with it and and enjoy it. Uh, and on that note, thanks for listening. Um, if you've got some value, please. You know, do click the subscribe button or follow the podcast and remember to hit the notifications so you get notified when the next episode is launched. I'd uh, I'd love to help more golfers, so please do share this podcast with others. Um, I'd love to increase the, uh, the amount of followers and subscribers. We publish new episodes on a weekly basis, normally on a Monday. And of course, if you want more help with your golf, then there is a link in the bio and all the description. Uh, it gives you access to all of the resources from our podcasts so you can help yourself to improve your game. And that's it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening. Here's to shooting lower scores and achieving those New Year's resolutions, or should I say, achieving those goals. Thanks for listening. <laughs>